0: Welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. Hey, I have not been marketing my podcast or really doing a whole lot with it lately. I've just been very (laughs) overwhelmed with the holidays and trying to make sense of my own life. Uh, Currently, I'm actually twisting my hair, trying to do something with it. So people are not afraid of me when I'm out in public um this episode today is me just kind of ranting a little bit um especially if you're a black woman I just feel like the cacophony of even saying black 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 woman it just has like this it just has an air of struggle an air of disrespect when it comes to certain people saying it like saying the word black women and um I'm very disappointed with where we are in in society today as it relates to how we perceive black women in America specifically now what you international ladies are unaware of is that you're when you come over to America you're grouped you are grouped in the same classification as all black women. You could be Indian, you can be Asian. They don't. People don't see you as different. You see yourself as different, but people of non-color see you as a person of color. I I think it's so sad. Um, I'm, I'm experiencing something personally where I feel like I don't. My voice is being mute, muted because, you know, of the just just how society is. Um, I'm experiencing something that if I were in this other person's shoes, I would probably be arrested, fired, you know, locked up somewhere. But um, I'm dealing with an individual that is causing me. A lot of discomfort because they're they don't respect black women let's just say that they think that black women are ignorant or just comedians or just you know complainers or whatever the case is and when you share this information with friends and family sometimes people don't even listen to what your side is or they they already have an assumption that you did something wrong um that it's your fault when you are a darker hued person and a person that is not dark hued or not even a person of color you may not you really won't understand what i'm saying but if you're a darker hued person you get um persecuted more, just because your uh, because your skin complexion, and some of you listening are like, oh, I would never do that. I would never mistreat a person that was dark skin. But even in the black community, oh heaven forbid. <laughs> Depending on your grandparents, your your family, your your parents, you could easily get thrown under the bus. Like, in worse than any a white person could ever throw you under the bus and this is really sad um when you have people in your own community that will persecute you worse so let's dive into the consequences of disparities and how that looks when you are at you were on top meaning you're privileged but then you have a rat race that is has formed below you when you're privileged your head is walking your head is literally in the clouds you cannot see any rocks falling down around you you do not hear the sounds and the and the cries and the drowns of people around you why because your head is in the clouds your head is in the clouds, meaning it's really an illusion. It's an illusion of seclusion, where you don't have to look beyond your four walls. In fact, you can make policies, you can make um, hiring decisions, you can make purchasing decisions based on what is more, most comfortable within your own community when your head is in the clouds and you don't realize that there is, a, there is smoke looming underneath your nose, there are ambers that are, are being lit because of certain choices that you are making. What choices are those? For example, when you have what's called a rat race, there's a rat race and which means many people are trying to get to the top. But if you are already at the top, you're concerned about losing power and falling down into the rat race. therefore you keep your head again in the clouds. What do you create? what is being created below your nose where all the amber and the flickering of flames that grow what is happening? What is happening is people trying to figure out survival mechanisms. How will I survive? How will I get this contract? How will I get this position? How will I get this buyer to purchase from me? And so, because the human condition is designed in survival mode, people, when it comes to surviving, at the end of the day, become very selfish most people not all people will really only think about themselves and or the group of people that it benefits so when you have a hierarchy a privilege you have underneath the burning ambers you have what's called social stratification what is social stratification is basically when people are being um when people are being clustered into different social classes, that will determine their financial and their economic um, outcome, really, and and it does and it measures their actual quality of life. Okay, that's what we're we're up against. So we have people who are struggling to survive. And they'll do whatever it takes. Now, you you know if you've come to America, who are the people that are struggling the most? Black people. Latinos. You know, um, some Asians. Okay? Asians actually outrank um, all races when it comes to businesses. Asians have the most businesses in America as far as Group people of color is concerned. I wonder why, because they have their own country. They just come to America to set up shop, like most people do. Um, so what happens is you have other classes and groups of people that are now looking like, oh no, we can't get ahead. What do we need to do to make sure that we we keep our economic system? thriving for ourselves so people start being selfish they start to discriminate now these practices are very old if you've been with me in this journey with my podcast i really appreciate it but though that journey is super old but in 2021 2022 the, the way people are getting ahead is through um, empowering people that look like them. So if you're a person that is privileged, you have created these situations with other eth- ethnic groups, other people who are now, number one, fighting for survival. Number two, they're fighting for the access of the white code. That means within their own ethnic groups, they're looking to see who is the one that subscribes or fits into this particular code and how can we elevate them. Rather, it's through a model that we see on television, the typical biracial light-skinned model, um, or they have the tragic black model that looks like a boy, has no hair, i tired of getting sick of that image. Um, you have people who are in politics or they're, you know, in certain positions because of the way they look. If you are a darker-skinned person, there's things that you may have to compromise in order to fit into that particular code, whether you're Latino or whatever the case is sometimes if you say that you're lgbtq you will actually have more opportunities to get into certain spaces because that is a very in many spaces that's that's acceptable in some spaces it's not but a lot of it is very acceptable so you're trying to figure out where do i fit in how does this work and so the person that is, has their foot up there, you know, what, with their heads in the clouds, they don't even, some of them realize what they, what the monsters that they're creating. For example, when you see people trying to be like you and you, and they're not, they are a person of color, but they're trying to actually be like you, um, look, look, like you dress like you you and part of you is realizing man this is some great power and control that we have we are the ones that move the needle and so there are there are some people that actually enjoy when they see people of color acting in self-hatred when you see a person of color wearing contacts and a blonde wig for example When you have um, people of color laughing at their own jokes that are being told about them and they're trying not to, you know, they're just trying to fit in. When you have people doing their best to move into your communities so they can feel a part of society. And so in your arrogance, you think that this is, this is, this irritates you. You know, you're like, why are these people trying to come into my space? They're always trying to do things like us, dress like us, talk like us, move into our schools. And it's that same rhetoric that has been going on when I do research. It's the same conversation they had in the 80s, the same conversation they had in the 60s, the same conversation they had in the 40s. The same conversation that they had during uh, Jim Crow, the same conversation during World War One, the same conversation during post-Reconstruction, okay? Not much has really changed. So, with that being said, when you are in a situation like m- myself where the odds are against you. If I complain about somebody that, doesn't, that is not a person of color, or maybe they don't look like a person of color, did you know that it's not going to be the person that I'm complaining about that gets scrutinized? It's going to be me. So basically, it's like I'm being punished for being a black woman. And when you complain, people say you're a victim people say, oh, you're, it's all in your head. That's called gaslighting. You know, you're even creating scenarios where things can be shifted, but you're actually putting blame back onto the victim. I am a victim when it comes to um, abuse, people not, when justice is not being served, when um disparities continue to happen you know uh, you want to call me a survivor okay i'm a survivor but what good is surviving if you're not thriving what good is surviving if you're not living your best life so what you are just i'm just surviving so you don't want me to be called a victim so then call me a survivor but what good is me surviving if i'm not thriving I find that is very disheartening that, you know, in every class of people, every group of people, you're going to find ignorant, loud people. You're going to find trashy people. You're going to find this type of people. But when at the end of the day, we, we black people wear this, we wear the stamp of ignorant. Like if. it's our face that goes up if someone is being ignorant or it's our face that is the first thing you think about when it comes to people being ignorant and you know being mean, being loud so more specifically let's talk more and zero in on black women sadly many black men have um, because the generations of growing up on a on a plantation called America many black men have not learned um, the values and in, in, in taking care of black women and respecting black women if you've grown up seeing black women in your family being abused being objectified okay being um, mistreated, over and over again, you're going to think that that's normal and you're going to grow up having a disrespect for your own mother. The reason I'm bringing this up is because there is a disrespect that unfortunately men, many black men have against their mothers. They don't respect their moms. They don't respect their grandmothers. Do you think that this was an accident? So when it comes time to Addressing issues when you're being um, neglected, when um, somebody's mistreating you, even the men in your own family or your own um, organizations will subscribe to the patriarchal voice of the white system. If the system, if if the system, meaning the white man in power here um, has not respected his own woman, has not given her access in a way that he has access, has not adequately heard her voice and her concerns for the past four or five hundred years plus. And this is the type of family nucleus that is being formed in America. This is why we have a tug of war between genders, between black and between white, between female and between male, or whatever you identify with. This is why. When we're looking at a system called slavery and and black women raising children that were not their own, and sometimes they were their own children, Through rape, and you have a mistress who is the white woman who is feeling neglected, she is feeling betrayed by by her husband, she is feeling abused and misused. Okay, what what kind of family dynamics does that create in their family in their culture where Abuse, pedophilia and everything else goes like people just keep it hush hush okay if we if we had a system in america built and based on sex farms they need to call it a rape farm let's let's not take let's not say that this was consensual because it was not So when you have breeding grounds in America, what is that doing to the actual family nucleus of the white family? What did that do to it? How are women being perceived in their own families, white women? You know, and this is why we, we, you even, I don't care who you are listening to this. You have to think about this why is abuse being swept under the rug it's not okay for massa to be out raping with other women and then mistress gets mad and then punishes the black woman as if it's her fault because she, her body is the blame her, her succulent body is the reason that she deserved to get raped does that make any sense because I wanna address something. White women, if you really believe that, you're actually part of the problem. You you're 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 no different than your 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 perpetrator. Because now you're justifying the persecution of other black women and girls. And sadly, this is actually this has this is what's been going on for a very long time. And that's why I'm talking about it. Because nobody I feel like people are afraid to talk about it. Well, if you're afraid to talk about something, you're never gonna heal. So, when we are the blame and our voices are silenced, you know, the, the, the blame for the ma- massa going out and having an affair, then when you look at the problems of today, who who still gets blamed for the problems that occur? Black women well if she wasn't if she if she had didn't have so many kids you know she she would still have this job if she wasn't dressed like that, she wouldn't have been arrested as a prostitute, even though this woman was never a prostitute, but the cops felt that she was you know if If she wasn't talking so aggressive, we wouldn't have had to detain her or throw her into the hole. If she wasn't so, you know, hostile at work, we would have never had to fire her. You know, she was just always, like, coming and threatening people. Just always, like, just, just a shit starter, you know, just always like mad at everything and I'm just like these people are just always so angry at everything you know their eyes get like so wild with fear so we have we have a few situations going on people so you have white women who are still mad at black women many are and you have the disrespect from black men Not all black men, but many have subscribed to the patriarchal voice because they want to be accepted. Oftentimes, a white woman may be thrown under the bus because of her gender and the white man and the black man will be sitting, telling um, sports jokes and sexist jokes. So then you have the intersection of what? Race and gender. And not, and at times, even for white women, it's, you're not even equal to a black man in certain cases, certain cases, .04 cases. Why am I speaking about this? Because people are afraid to speak about it. So I'm not. The reason I have to is because my life is, i keep going through these experiences and I'm not, like, a shucker, and I'm not a... Shucking and jiving and jiving and shucking. Shucking and jiving and jiving and shucking. Mouse a balsam massive boss a mall mouse massive massive boss a ball! Shucking and jiving and jiving and shucking. in and jiving in jiving and in and shucking. Shucking, jiving, mouse a ball, mouse... massive chiming and jiving boss. That's not me. I've been the slave that was probably decapitated because I wouldn't shut my mouth... I was probably the slaves that had her hands cut off and they made a monkey's paw out of it because they knew the power and wisdom that I speak and have spoken in the past. So, um, you know, it's. I think the truth of the matter is is that people are very envious of black women, excluding white men. Why are you envious? We have, you've cast us down to the ground You said that we, you know, we're whores, we're mammies, we're overweight, um, we're desexualized, we're masculine, you know, we're all of these things. So what are you jealous for? So let's talk about Sarah Bartman. For those of you that may not be aware, Sarah Bartman was a... um, um, a woman that lived in the continent of Africa during colonialism. And she was shaped like many black women in my family, including myself. Have They have a very large posture. And so because she wasn't, you know, fully dressed or whatever the case is, they really just, people just thought she was a spectacle. But the truth is they really lusted after her body. One day a man decided to trick Sarah into signing a document which happened to to black people often because we didn't know how to read and she signed her life away into becoming a circus act where people stood from many oceans to come and see this black woman's big behind. She was a laughing spectacle. Could you imagine? Like, it, it goes beyond that. You don't know what this woman went through. I'm sure she was assaulted. I'm almost positive she was. Because that's all people did back then was rape other people and children. So, here she is going through through this. To the point where they actually, I think they saved a mold of her, of her body. In a museum, like these exist till this day. They're still um, remnants of Sarah till this day. After or during this time, they created the designers of the Victorian era created the 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 bustles. What is a bustle? A bustle is basically a form of lunch. I guess you can call it like an undergarment that like we have today the fake butts it has a they call it a bustle they just should have called it a butt it has a big butt attached to it's like you put this this jumpsuit on like you have today people that's why i keep trying to tell you there's nothing new under the sun and all we're doing is creating the same scenarios over and over again the replay. You put the bustle on, then you throw your dress on, and now you look exactly like Sarah. Now the white woman is walking around in her Victorian dress with a bustle. And the larger the bustle, the larger the, that looked for her, or on her rather, the larger she, or she was considered more um, elite or like she had more wealth. And so after making a spectacle about Sarah's body, it was the same body that women lust for till this very day. Is that why people are so envious of black women? But it's not even envious. Okay. So what has been done in the past when it comes to our sexuality, it's, it's, it's usually just thrown under the bus. You know, it's, that's this pretty, it's just thrown under the bus. Oh, you guys are, um, uh, very sexual beings. You're like animals, you know, you're so sexual. So that was the reason and the justification for rape. And what's sad is if other women of all backgrounds hold, these ideas, even African women that come over here from the continent, you hold these ideas about other Black women. You are only diluting yourself. You're only scribbling yourself out of existence because Black women are resilient. Um, black people of this country are resilient, and we have paved the way for many immigrants to bring to come to be here. And so when you come here with that attitude, you're only scribbling yourself out of history, out out of your own um, ability to to have a voice. Half of you don't even have a voice in your own country, but you want to come to America with a voice, a voice of judgment, a voice of, oh, you know, these black people. All these black people don't play with them, little Tommy. Those black kids are not very smart. You come, but you didn't have a voice in the country you escaped from. But you come to America, America, with a voice, but a voice to cause dissension, a voice to cause chaos. You know, a voice, a voice to um, to throw others under the bus to treat people wrong in your corner stores that you have or your restaurants or to not do business with people of color because you don't think we, you don't trust us. So back to what I was saying here. Um, So yeah, I decided to do this podcast on these issues because I'm like, well, since you guys want to continue to mistreat me, Yep, I guess I'm a victim. You want to continue to make excuses to, to, to abuse, then um, that's why I'm talking about this today. What is the angry black woman syndrome? Hmm? We're so angry, but yet we were the ones forced to raise children but yet we were angry. Who was the one that was actually angry? Do do you see where I'm going? We're, We're still put in the category of angry. That is because the abuser does not want to admit their abuse. That's what abusers do. They always say, they always gaslight and say, oh, it's your problem. Oh, what are you angry for? We didn't do anything. Oh, you know, what are you talking about? Stuff like that. And so now in my situation is it's Monique, calm down. I haven't said anything. Yeah, but you flinched your eyebrow. But I was actually like thinking, oh, but I saw you bat your eye. Yeah, because my eyes were feeling dry. Yeah, but I thought you were going to cry. No, I was just doing a sigh. Oh. Are you sure you're not lying? No, but my eyes are drying out because you're telling me that I'm feeling a certain way that I really don't feel. If looks could kill. So, these are some of the situations till this day. It's it's like our emotions are are, are held hostage. You know, don't say too much, but don't say too little. You know, um but but remember you're angry remember you you're violent so i love the media in terms of they've done they've done an excellent job in doing exactly what they're paid to do what are they paid to do exploit you they're paid to Um, paint a certain picture so people can be ignorant just like coloring books you know if we look at children and the socialization of children and in books and literature well they the media has used that same mechanism to retrain adults through television just like coloring books and and photo books when we were kids now we have the media training us all over again. And they've done an excellent job showing black women, you know, angry, yelling, but what they're not telling you is that black woman just lost her child to police brutality. Maybe they were shot in a gang. You know, maybe it was an innocent, it was some innocent situation which happens so often. But our cries are, basically, you're saying that we're angry. Okay? Shouldn't we be, I mean, I guess the other question is, shouldn't we have some stuff to kind of be angry about? Or are we supposed to be a little mouse or your your little protege or a... um? Your victim, really, just sitting in a corner, not saying anything. Is that that's what you would want us? That's what you want us to be. You don't want us to say a word because when we speak, the demons in your closet rumble. Okay, those nightmares from the 1600s start to come back into play because Grandma warned you one day that the darkies would come back to get you. And so the problem is this story about black people, particularly black women, I think black women are more feared in many ways than black men because we can reproduce. You know, and that's why we're cast down to the point where we're not even protected. A police will, will, I saw something on television not even that long ago some of you might have seen this, this little 14-year-old girl was in a bikini at this one party, and for some idiot reason, this police officer like, slammed her to the ground, like brute force, like she was not a human, like she was a grown man, and she wasn't even dressed properly. How many times have these occurrences happened in recent times? Because you're saying that we... It's because of us it's our bodies this gives us gives you a reason to abuse us no you are the beast you are the mark of the beast because you you can't even control your your sensations you can't you you have no self-control like even some animals have self-control so I don't even know what to call you you don't deserve to be called an animal so that's just a little rant for today um black men i'm going to talk about you probably next in this next podcast because i don't i don't dive too deep in it because it's it falls on deaf ears but if you can't pay attention or if you're listening and you feel like what i'm saying is going to help another person or situation then go ahead and share this share this I haven't even put this out on social media lately. I've just been trying to recover from this cold that I have. So anyway, everybody, I hope all is well. Thanks for tuning in. And no, I'm not a Jezebel. (laughs) Talk to you soon in a pet whisper near you. Meow.